Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Hey everybody, I was thinking about something that kind of kind of resonated and tied a couple things together. I'm uh, reading a book, <clears throat> excuse me, by uh, Frederick Douglass about um, his uh, early experiences as being a slave, and what it kind of reminded me of was um, a couple different instances. Uh, in in my life and in in uh biblical stories that I that I remembered not comparing myself to a slave but um the the passage that I'm reading in the book by Frederick Douglass is talking about when he was being taught when he was a young boy being taught to read by um the uh, the mistress of the house and how her husband came and was when he found out that she was teaching Frederick how to read or beginning to teach him how to read, how angry he got and told his wife in the presence of Frederick how how damaging it would be to a slave to learn how to read because he'll once he learns how to read, he'll no longer be a good slave. And for him personally, it'll do him no good because he'll just be frustrated and angry and you'll lose him. You'll never you'll never be able to to keep him under bondage. And it said it resonated. Frederick said it resonated with him with the uh the emotion and the ferocity that the the uh the mistress's husband spoke about it that he knew he believed it to be true and he believed that at that moment he learned what the what the one way he could liberate himself from slavery was and that was through education ultimately but initially he thought and knew within his inner being i believe that uh education specifically learning how to read was going to be his his ticket out of out of bondage and not just physical bondage but mental bondage and it reminded me of uh, a, a couple of different scriptures in in the, the New Testament where Jesus was going with the disciples and they were uh, attempting to cast a demon from um, a person possessed and the person upon seeing Jesus, uh, yelled out, why are you here to persecute me before time? And Jesus told the, the man and subsequently the demon within the man to, to be quiet. And, and the demon did, and he didn't explain to him, you know, he didn't go into any further detail about, you know, anything beyond that. But I, I found what I found most interesting about both of those two examples and I've, I've talked about it before in my life in journals and posts and blogs or whatever, that when I worked at a telecommunications company, constantly they would tell us every single day, each and if it wasn't every day, it was every other day, 
how how fortunate we were to be in the position to be working at that company and that if we didn't like it, we could always quit and they'd find somebody to replace us within the same day, which may or may not have been true, but it was the same type of type of pressure. Uh, they constantly told us, you know, oh, you're not meeting, you're not meeting expectations. It was a lot of berating there. But one time I was waiting to meet with the manager for some some reason. I don't know what the reason was. And I was outside the office and I overheard him speaking to a customer and he was talking to a customer and he was telling this customer how professional our technicians were, uh, how how intelligent we were and how how we were the best in the industry and how we had, you know, all the different tests that we had to take and all the uh, examinations and assessments that we had to go through before we even became technicians, which was true. And I thought at that moment. I had an option. I had an option to believe either what he was saying when he was in the presence of the other technicians calling us, you know, basically inferior and saying that we can quit and somebody would take our spot and we were replaceable and we were dispensable. Or I could believe what he said to the customer when he was trying to trying to make the sale. I chose to believe what he told the customer. And because of that, when I eventually did leave that company, a friend of mine and I started a company where we did similar work to that because I believed I believed in that um, in the the other description of us. And in all three cases, the case of Frederick Douglass learning the value of education and reading specifically in that that part of the the, uh, book, in the case of Jesus speaking to the people who were possessed with demons and the demons calling out, why are you here to to um, why are you here to punish us before time? Um, and even in the case of, you know, my my supervisor speaking with a customer talking about the the proficiency and the professionalism and the elite level of technicians that we were. I, I gained three things. I gained what I gained, what I gained the most. I won't say three things. I gained the most from those three things is sometimes we can find the truest assessment of who we are by our opposition, if you will. The truest assessment of who we are, even even beyond what we think we are capable of and even beyond what we think that we are uh, gifted to have the potential to do. Even above that, sometimes our 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 adversaries or our enemies or our the people who don't mean well for us at all recognize our potential many times earlier than what we do. Sometimes that's the reason that they become our adversaries or they become our our obstacles or become our blocks. So I think that what I what I learned most in those three cases was. You have the opportunity. In in my case, I had the opportunity to choose who I would be. In the case of Frederick Douglass, he had the opportunity to choose what he would do. And in the case of Jesus, he had he had the opportunity to expose himself for who he really was to that person and to the disciples. But the fact that even even his enemies, and I thought this again in the case of Job, uh, when when uh, God asked Satan who, where he had been, and he said I'd. Be, gone to and fro seeking whom I may devour and what I what I found most profound about that was that there is a level of being we'll call it I attribute I attribute that to a level of faith where it is beyond adversity it's beyond adversary I think that there's a level of 
of being in in faith, I believe, that is above all of that. And I think that that also with the with the points I'm making here, uh, in the case of Job, I've I've never known someone that I could call an enemy that had to give a report to me and did so expeditiously. I've never known anyone that I've that I can say was an enemy to me that had to give an account of his comings and goings. I don't I don't think that's an enemy, that's something else in the case of Job. Now in the case of case of uh Frederick Douglass, he although that man was by no means <laughs> no means a friend a friend of his or a friend of his his plight or even fond of him or his people as a whole, even Frederick recognized that in him saying all these things that would happen if he learned to read, that there was liberty in that. And the the, the impressive thing about that is this man believed that believed that about education in general. He didn't say Frederick specifically. He said black people, he said slaves, but people of color specifically. He he knew the value of education far beyond what Frederick had even thought. If it was up to Frederick, he would have just learned to read and he thought that would be something cool to learn something new because as kids, we are we are enamored with education and we want to learn. And I think that at, at that point, the light turned on, that it was bigger than just reading three-letter words or reading two-syllable words or compiling words into sentences and sentences into paragraphs. It was more than that. It was It was enlightening him it was setting him setting him ahead for a future that he that was unknown and it put him in a great position and i believe that 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 inkling that small start there catapulted him or at least catapulted his vision of what the future could be likewise in the case of in the case of uh, myself at, at the telecommunications company when when i heard those remarks i i didn't even i didn't even dwell momentarily on the hypocrisy of that manager. I, I immediately went past that and I thought, well, this is who we really are. And he, again, in the, it, like similar to the case of Frederick Douglass, he wasn't speaking about me specifically. He was speaking about technicians in general to say that because of all the testing that we had done and all the assessments that we had had to go through and complete successfully, that we were approved and I think that that's a, a profound thing, a profound thing to recognize that even in the the hypocrisy or even in the insult in the case of Frederick, Frederick Douglass, or even in the case of, um, you know, in the case of Jesus, it was, it was preemptively uh, done. You have to recognize the truth when you hear it. You have to recognize the transformative power and the life changing power of of these true statements. Now, all of these statements can transform a life, except with when in the case of Jesus, all all it did was it confirmed to to the disciples who were there, it confirmed what they had suspected and what they believed, and moreover, what Jesus had said up until that point. He was who he said he was. And he was who he said he was, not because men thought so, because even even the beings in the spiritual world recognized who 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 he was and what he represented and what he came they didn't know fully what he came to do but they knew who he was and what he represented and i think that 
in, in the natural, in the case of Frederick Douglass, I think it's in, in, in both Frederick Douglass, myself, and, and anybody who would be listening at this point. I think it's important to, when you do your, your daily objective views of your day and of yourself and how you handle situations and how you deal with stressors and how you deal with um, contention, or even how you deal with uh, negative remarks being said about you in general, negative assessments, that you understand all the pieces of it, that you get rid of the lies and you get rid of the things that are not true, but you get rid of them by investigating and making sure they're not true. You don't just throw them out. You say they're not true because of this or that. You have evidence. You state a case within yourself why those things aren't true. But you also recognize the the intent of where the, those things are coming from. You also recognize that if these people who mean me no good speak about these positive ap- attributes as if they are negatives, then they don't they don't have a full full grasp of who I am, but they don't all they also don't they don't have a full grasp of who I am and they also don't understand that they are giving me the keys to the next door in my journey. If if Frederick would have just acquiesced and just collapsed within himself and said, Well, I, I guess I'll never learn how to read, because that woman no longer would be able to teach him to read. But he made up within himself that no matter what, he was gonna learn to read. And I think that that's that's the most monumental thing I could I could I could even attempt to express, because if we don't pick up on the message and if we don't pick up on the vision and the idea of what we could be, even in the midst of negative com- con- comments or even in the midst of negative uh, negative kind of backhanded compliments, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Even in the midst of that, if we can't find the truth and use that to grow, then we haven't we haven't been objectively looking at ourselves and objectively looking at the situations because all of those situations would have been moments where we could have failed. I could have chose to believe that I was all that they said. Frederick could have chose to end end his learning career at that moment when he stopped being taught. And Jesus could have revealed to that man who he truly was, and he could have deterred himself from the plan that was in place. He could have revealed himself and said, I, I am the son of man. I, I come to do this, that, and the third. And it, it wouldn't wouldn't have gone to the benefit of you or I in the case of Christ. It wouldn't have been to the benefit of black people in general in the case of Frederick Douglass. And it wouldn't have been to the benefit of myself in the case of the telecommunications company. So I think that it's important that even even in the words of our detractors, that we find truth and that we find inspiration and that we build build upon that. We use that as our fuel to propel us into our next state. So that and many, many other things I'm thinking of, but I that that was just on my mind when I heard just that that brief that brief little piece in the book that how he took that and he saw he saw he saw the option and he saw the alternative and he saw a different a different way to be. So be inspired, I'm inspired and uh I'll catch you later. 
Facebook has invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts. Learn more about their ongoing work at about.fb.com safety.